0: Hello and welcome to the Highview Podcast A gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, the uh, associate pastor at Highview Church <laughs> My title's changed since the last time we recorded one of these I almost said the old thing um, Anyway, I do a bunch of stuff here, but uh, it's all it's all good And I'm joined today by the real guys who do stuff here Chad Williams, Josh Hildebrandt, and Terry Walford. Let's go how are you guys doing?
1: Ooyah. Good, fantastic,
0: <laughs> awesome. So good to so good to be back around the table, back around some mics. I feel like this is the fifteenth time we've rebooted this thing.
1: Yeah, we were reprimanded pretty yeah this time by our yeah our massive fan base. Apparently, we have fans,
0: <laughs> angry
2: mob. Yeah, there were torches podcasts. and
0: pitchforks outside demanding yeah. more episodes. Yeah, those um, three
2: guys were upset, weren't? Yeah, <laughs> our our tens of <laughs>
0: listeners were. We're greatly just, uh, just angry at us, but anyway, we're back, we're here, we are in studio, um, and we're ready to record an episode today, and I'm looking forward to it because we just came through a, a pretty lengthy, intense preaching series here at Highview uh, through the book of Hebrews, and today what we wanted to do on the podcast is uh, just do a little bit of a, a kind of look back at the series, what were some main takeaways for us, for our church, And look at some of those main kind of points throughout the book that we hit on through our sermons and uh, just think more about kind of what we're taking out of this series. And also, we're going to give a little teaser of what's what's to come, what the next book series will be at Highview Church. Uh, But before we get into that, guys, how's how's life? How's it been going? Give us an update. How, how, what, what have you been going through since the last time we
3: recorded?
2: I'll give you my standard line. Doing pretty good for an old guy.
3: There yeah. you go. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, Terry is uh, Terry is uh, right in the thick of dissertation writing. Yeah, working on his dissertation. His uh, PhD at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. It's working on me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're not working on it. Yeah, yeah, it's working on me. That's awesome. That's
0: awesome. We're about to have Doctor Terry in the house. Oh uh, yeah! Sometime soon, hopefully. Uh, hopefully, February. February. Oh, that's yeah. that's Doctor, not that far away. Doctor Wofford. Wow, yeah. that's if, awesome. If not February later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, what about you? How, how how's it going? How's life right now?
3: Yeah, uh, everything's been uh, been good. It's been been a good season. Uh, really into this Braves playoff run. Yeah, yeah, man. As we got a a, um, as a lifelong fan frustrated. <laughs> Devastated, (laughs) psychologically wounded Atlanta sports fan. Well, um, someone brought up, I, I mentioned that more, I mentioned that quite a bit in sermons throughout. Yeah. At various points, it comes mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Well,
0: there's That's real there. gospel application for Atlanta sports fans to uh, hope for a better day. Yeah, you
3: know. that that now but not yet. No, the yeah, the exactly. uh, always looking forward
1: and hopeful right,
0: anticipation. Right now, we are poised for, and I know Josh is just really into this conversation right now.
2: Yeah, I was
1: waiting
0: for Josh's answer. I mean,
2: I'll, I'll give my input in a minute on all yeah, this. We're, we're poised. <laughs> I didn't even know the Braves were playing. They
0: <laughs> <laughs> didn't know, what, what, is, what is baseball? Um, we're, we are in prime time for all of Georgia's sports to just let us down right now. Uh, mm-hmm. like Falcons, they've already done it. It's kind of been mm-hmm. a terrible year. Uh, but Georgia is doing really well right now. Atlanta yeah. is up two in the series. Um, mm-hmm. but we were, we were up three in the series last year mm.
3: and well, we were up three to one Three to one, and then, and, uh, tanked. that didn't, end, that didn't, Ended, uh, uh mm-hmm. didn't well, but, did uh, but, again, yeah. they uh, there's always hope. Uh, you know, it's yeah. It's, yeah. That, it's that yeah. eschatological. You know, yeah, Josh. What? Tying into <laughs> Hebrews. I think
1: what I'm hearing from you guys is Atlanta sports is kind of like Jesus. It's the same. Yesterday. <laughs> it's so not like <laughs> Jesus. Oh, goodness. Yeah. But.
0: It's, uh, yeah that's when we need to hit the
3: except <laughs> except, li- except I the sound of, I feel like except instead of except instead of um redeeming us saving us loving us um well besides mm, for all that mm,
1: mm, but in every other way it, <laughs> yeah it, but yeah it's, it's just, constant it's, but it's all bad yeah yeah basically
0: that's good stuff all right josh how about you man how's uh how's life been
1: Yeah, it's been a tough season. Um, As most of, you know, everyone in Highview knows, we Mm. were in the hospital for a lengthy period with our daughter, Kaylee. So I missed about half the series of Hebrews, maybe not quite half, but a good good portion of it, um, just in the hospital with her. She's doing better now, still Mm. working through some stuff. But uh, yeah, it's been a little bit of a challenging season, but God's been faithful and glad to be here.
0: Amen. Well, that's that's awesome. Glad to be back together with you guys. um, And to t- discuss this incredible book that we just worked through, the book of Hebrews, we were in for seven months, and you mentioned uh, this past Sunday, 30 sermons, is that correct? Total, yeah, D- total, 30, 30 sermons uh, through the book of Hebrews. Um, one of the cool things that we get to do, or we aim to do here at High View, is to have this uh, sequential, expositional style of preaching, where we will p- pick a book and work through it. Um, And so over seven months, we've worked through this book of Hebrews, and what I want us to do today is just kind of talk through what were some of the key takeaways uh, personally from the series, Uh, what did we feel like most impacted our church through this series, and then uh, we'll talk through some specifics, and then we'll give a little teaser of what's to come uh, in our next book series, so um, guys, what were some of the things that as we worked through this book? Of course, uh, Josh, we didn't get to hear any sermons from youth in this series, but um, just being a, a preaching in the series, hearing others uh, other sermons throughout the series. What were some of the main takeaways for you guys from the book of
2: Hebrews? Typology. okay, mm, yeah. yeah, it was a, a chance to uh, demonstrate how well how Hebrews. Uh, Teaches us to read the whole Bible, yeah, and uh, and it's uh, and it's points us to Christ.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So give uh, for those listening, maybe they haven't heard that terminology before. If they listen to the series, they certainly heard a lot about typology. But give us a brief, uh, you know, definition of what typology is. What What are we looking for in the Bible when we say typology?
2: Well, typology is premised on divine inspiration. God inspired. it. God's the ultimate author. Yeah, he, and He inspires human authors to. Uh, convey his word through their unique personalities and vocabularies. But nonetheless, uh, you know, and so he's in large and in charge, not only in inspiration, but also in the history that it reports. Yeah. And God has woven into history a pattern uh, that Mm. prophesies. Yeah. That uh, points to Christ in various ways. And and, uh, sometimes the Old Testament writer was cognizant of it, and other times they... Mm. Uh, yeah, it was a little more than they could uh, take in. Yeah, they didn't know what they were writing about fully. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of 1 First Peter 1, 10 through twelve, I think, talks about mm-hmm. how they often wondered uh, yeah. what the Spirit of Christ was saying. It was mm. for our sake that they yeah. were writing those things, yeah, as First Peter says. Yeah, so it's uh, feel very much the case, and uh, and so that's the the picture. It's it's uh, it, it patterns and pictures through. Uh, Persons and events and mm. uh, institutions, say like the sacrificial system, yeah. uh, points to various aspects of Christ's atonement, uh, his uh, death on the cross for our sins.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. That was one of the, the kind of big things for me um, was that kind of ultimately Hebrews became an Old Testament study, right? Like that's yeah, one of the, yeah. it's it's the most, you know, Old Testament, New Testament book that, that we've got pretty much. Um, but it really serves as a commentary, like you were saying on, it helps us to understand. Um, I know for, for me uh, growing up and like reading scripture and reading the Old Testament, it was kind of hard to see, uh, to see those connections, to really understand what, um, how we get to Christ's from certain Old Testament stories, primarily because, um, and not really, I think, intentionally the fault of of the Bible teachers I had growing up, um, but they were taught they were taught as like self contained moralistic uh, type of narratives that like you, you're supposed to identify with with the main character and you know you rely on God and that kind of thing. Um, but as you begin to see that whole story, that big narrative of the whole of the, of the scripture, um, and and understand how even the author of Hebrews breaks some of those things down. Um, it takes on not just a, a new meaning, but it kind of opens up what the original purpose of it was, um, and, and even b- beyond the original intent, um, kind of like you said, the, the, not just the human author's intent, but the divine author um, of kind of the story that he was telling throughout the whole yeah. Scripture. So that, that, for me, was kind of the big takeaway of being reminded, because it's easy just to, to forget how like the Old Testament sets up what makes the New Testament so unique and important, Um, Right. right.
1: One of the things for me, and and, you know, I missed, like I said, a good portion of this series. But I think that some of the best sermons that have ever been preached at High View have happened in this series. Um, You know, several times uh, just during this series, I was just hearing the word of God preached and just being fed so richly. And one of the things that just kept hitting me square between the eyes again and again was the supremacy of Christ. Mm, And so, Christ being the the greater sacrificed Christ being the greater High Priest, but then it, it doesn't just leave it there. Um, it then says, "So now what? Yeah. If that's the case, what does that mean for you? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think we have this sense of getting used to something that's astounding, and Hebrews warns us, don't do that. Yeah. D- don't that's good. Don't take Christ and put him as this safe, you know, um, savior. Um, but this is astounding to which of the angels did he ever say, sit at my right hand? He, he's trying to paint this picture of Christ that shakes us. Yeah. Right. That's good. And, um, and really, that's what this series, you know, has done for me. It's, it's shaken me in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, obviously, um,
3: you know, in the week to week, um, grind of, um, of preaching the series, it's, uh. You know, you, you get really acquainted with the the voice of the book, if you will. Um, I think for me, uh, I would kind of echo aspects of what's been said already. I, I think that uh, I feel like I just completed an Old Testament book mm-hmm. uh, for sure uh, just because of the amount of time I was in the Old Testament yeah. while studying this New Testament book. And I uh, I heard a, uh, a New Testament scholar say, uh, say not that long ago, commenting on, on the book of Hebrews, he said that, uh, <clears throat> that, uh, the book of Hebrews, uh, is, uh, is an old Testament book in the new Testament, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, um, and so it's, it's so when, when you see the Bible as one coherent story that, that doesn't bother you at all. Yeah. It makes all the sense in the world, uh, in, in that respect. I, I think that, um, the typology that, that pastor Terry was mentioning, Earlier um, runs throughout the whole book, so I think there was a lot of work on the front end to, to lay kind of this this pattern out. And there's actually a um, recommend one of the sermons, Pastor Terry preached Actually, it's called Patterns from that series. That's uh, that's really helpful if you're just trying to 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 have a, a grid to understand. Jesus in the Old Testament and and the concept of typology. There's there's a couple of sermons that deal with that specifically early in the book. Um, but I think that the the Christology the Christology mm-hmm. uh, of the book this this view of Jesus. If I was going to summarize what I think Hebrews is after, uh, you've got this little church that's got the the winds of culture and the winds of persecution blowing at it very hard. There's also these internal divisions pulling at this church, and there's also, even within the individuals in the church, internally there's, there's conflict yeah, because they're wanting to run back to what's safe and what their identity was, and that's Judaism. Mm. And so there's layers of tension and turmoil yeah. threatening the church. And you have the broader persecution and and tension of them in this foreign culture. Yeah. Um, you have in the church these these uh, these these warring factions within the church, and then even internally you have these these you know these things person to person. Yeah. And this book the, the this book says that the way to not drift from the gospel. Uh the way to weather that, the way to weather the persecution and the sufferings and the, the that that internal angst to run back to what you know and mm-hmm. what feels safe and what feels secure, the way to do deal with that is to have a really, really big view of Jesus. Yeah. And that's that that is the remedy. The the mm-hmm. remedy is a really high Christology yeah. right. of this this Jesus figure who this priest after the order of Melchizedek, this, <laughs> this faithful, uh, uh, man, this, yeah. you know, like it, if, if you look at the book, it really just, even the warning sections. And, and we'll, I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later on, yeah. but even the yeah. warning sections are telling us about Jesus. They're, they're describing Jesus in various ways. Yeah. And, uh, like, so for example, if, uh, if, if, uh, if, if they if they were terrified at hearing of the voice on earth, mm-hmm. what about the one from heaven? There's yeah. Always, every, Everything's yeah. always kind of built in, lifting
1: your view of Jesus yeah. and all of it. Well, he takes their view of the Old Testament system, which was high. They're, they're Hebrews. They're Jews. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he says, if this was the shadow, yeah. right. Christ is the substance. What right. then are the implications? Right. Yeah.
3: What did our forefathers do at the base of Sinai when God was speaking? You know, They cried out wanting to die. Yeah. Kill us right now. Um well, there's someone warning from heaven, right? Right. But now. he
1: also paints he paints the beautiful picture, not just in the the warning, but in the the reward as well. Yeah. You, you no, that's, know yeah. the mountain that that's, we've come to. We've come to Mount Zion. Zion right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. It's on both ends. You know the the warning and the rejoicing. Yeah. With Christ being so. So,
0: so what you're saying is the the intent of the author of Hebrews was to give them a high view of oh. Jesus.
2: true. <laughs> good job
3: (laughs) well done
0: yeah um well done so let's take that because we're we're kind of getting into something i wanted to mention from this last sermon of the series which by the way great job titling this message because the series was called jesus speaks last message was titled jesus spoke i was just my i applaud you sir that was that was a great creative uh uh I just love like stuff like that is, is uh, really really interesting to me. That so was
1: an accident, right? You didn't plan that. <laughs> no, <Nah,
0: but> yeah. <laughs> um, so that was really really cool it just, uh, to have that uh, wound up that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you mentioned these um, these two kind of the, in the the what of Hebrews, um, kind of a main doctrinal point and then a main application point. Um, I want to hit on that briefly because we're kind of talking about that. You mentioned that kind of the primary doctrinal emphasis of the whole of all these things we're talking about is lifting the gospel above everything. Um, so I wanted you to kind of speak to that a little bit. Obviously, folks can go hear the, the sermon um, and and you really should. Actually, I would say uh, almost listen to this sermon first and then go back and listen to the rest of the series. because it was,
3: You can listen to the sermon first and then you don't really have to listen. To yeah,
0: yeah, because it kind of was a good wrap-up of <laughs> of the, uh, intention, the, the whole of the book, but obviously you'll miss a lot of those intricacies and things that we discovered and, and talked about throughout the series. Um, but why do you think for this particular book and the things that he brings up and the emphasis on the old Testament, why was it important, uh, for his audience? And even for us, as we're reading through the book and teaching through the book to maintain that high view or the big view of Jesus and keeping the gospel above everything, what, what was kind of the, the reason why that was the point he was making?
3: Well, I, I think that if you're if you wrap up the book of, of Hebrews, if you come to the end of the, the letter, and <clears throat> I've heard Terry mention this several times in sermons he's preached from epistles, but uh and even gospels, um, these were these were written to be read in one sitting. Yeah. Uh and uh and so um if you come to the end of a book like this and uh have missed that the entire time the, the author has been trying to 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 kind of like caution and warn people away from drifting away from the gospel yeah. um you know i think i think it 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 feels true to to what continues to be brought up throughout the book there's just this reemphasis on the finished work of christ christ mm-hmm. and so and and really truly i mean that's a simple way when i say like the big takeaway doc from a doctrinal standpoint is the gospel above everything. That's kind of a summary statement because yeah. there's so much theology in that statement Yeah. when, when I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like there's a tremendous amount of haziness about what the gospel even is. Yeah. And, uh, I I, I really wanted to be clear on that. Um, the gospel was news. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a report. It's finished. Yeah. It's, it's done. It's not due like those kinds of things. And so yeah. that's been a threat. And I think if you understand that, you'll actually stay away from some of the ditches that the author of Hebrews is, is saying, stay out of this. Don't run back into law. Don't run back into legalism. Um, don't, don't don't drift into spiritual um, mm-hmm. apathy and, and whatnot. And I think the gospel being central is just, that's everything in this book. Yeah. and uh and then the the book is unpacking what the gospel is and the implications of it throughout. Yeah. Mm.
1: yeah, I think the author of Hebrews is addressing, you know, the challenges of the day, um, you know that these first century Christians are facing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, I think one of the dangers you can um you can fall into when you're reading the book of Hebrews is you, you know, you you read through the sections where it does feel like an Old Testament book, and you're like, "Well, I don't struggle with any of that stuff. Mm. You know, I, I haven't struggled with elevating the law. You know, I yeah. haven't struggled with any of those things. And yeah, because uh, here I am, a you know, 21st yeah. century American. Uh, I didn't
0: wake up this morning misunderstanding who Melchizedek was. You know, it right. wasn't my devotional thought for the morning. Yes. yeah. You know, but but strange
1: <laughs> enough, the same prescription that he gives them is the same prescription that we need, which is a high yeah. view of Christ. Yeah. You know, you just. Um, you, you substitute in what what we um, tend to elevate above Christ in our own society, and man, there's so many different mm. different ways we have our own law, so to speak. Well,
2: our yeah. our touch point is uh, the culture always tries to reabsorb you. you know, mm-hmm. Romans twelve two kind yeah. of way. Don't be conformed to this world, but right. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because that word conform has the idea of just pouring you back into the mold. The mold yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and if you escape, uh, you're choosing the path of more resistant not less and uh, and you uh and so you're going to feel pressured uh, to return to your cultural mm-hmm. identity and comfy comfy place and yeah. and you know you're going to forsake the straight and narrow way mm-hmm. if you don't have Christ uh, not only is your launching point but the fountain of your spiritual walk and uh and the, and the tell the goal yeah that you're um, you know, for me to live is Christ to die is gain. Right. Or, um, or in Hebrew, terms of Hebrews, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Yeah. Yeah. Let us run the race. Mm. Yeah. It's, that's, it's like you could write yeah. the book of Hebrews and just change the name, keep
1: all the parts about Jesus the same. Just say Americans, change the Old Testament parts to what we struggle with. you got the same book, but it just applies to a different culture. Yeah, the culture, things that
0: know? we elevate and the things right, that we look to,
1: yeah. Because the answer is the same for whatever culture you're in. Have a high view of Christ. We, we
2: definitely have our own new legalism that's yeah. put here. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a
0: big key point in one of the messages. Um, I forget which, uh, which one along the way, but um, that was definitely a very key. Uh, I remember um, listening to that message and being like um, – Something I hadn't thought about our culture in that way before. That they're they're creating a new, um, a new legalism, a new religious system mm-hmm. um, that you know we're being called you know into or called yes. back to obedience to. Right. Um, yeah, that that was something I, I hadn't considered in that particular way. But you can definitely see it when you when you start to see it. It's one of those things you can't unsee it. You know?
1: yeah, which which sermon was that? Do you remember? Which one that was? Because that was a really strong point when you when you brought that out. Yeah. just the, the new kind of secular religion of today and how it's shifting and it's got its priest and it's um, its, yeah, own it's got form gatekeepers. Of morality, yeah, gatekeepers. <clears throat> that was huge. People who sign yeah. off
3: on mm-hmm. that being moral. That's not moral. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that was so helpful.
0: Yeah, um,
3: yeah. I think that's one reason why. I think the that if you actually if if you look at the, the situation we're currently in as the Western church, the American church, and where this little church, probably somewhere around Rome in the middle of the first century was, there's an enormous, like the more thing that's 2000 years difference. And mm. like the, the human condition is still the same. And that's what that, you know, and, and the cultural opposition. So you've got the human condition, which we're, we're all kind of prone to these same urges and inclinations mm. <clears throat> that are sinful. Excuse me. And yeah, and and then put those people with those inclinations and that, the human condition in that cultural environment, and here's the things that go wrong, mm. and here's the way it needs to be addressed and it's with the gospel.
1: Um, so it's a changing set of circumstances with an unchanged Jesus. <clears throat> I, right?
3: I, I was thinking about that just as, as what, thinking through why um, this book was so powerful for me but also so many in our church, this, this book, I mean, you know, week to week. Um, and we had, you know, four different members of our preaching team preach mm-hmm. yeah. in this series. Um, and I just heard the same kinds of things every week. I think this book hit our church in a deep way because mm. of those things, yeah. because of the moment we're in yeah. and, and how all of this aligns um and and we i think that high view saw itself in this little church in some ways yeah um and 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 honestly was was uh has in some ways responded to some of the warnings uh and to some of the the concern that's expressed here uh mm-hmm. in this book i just think you know it's another great argument for ex- expositional preaching yeah yeah that <laughs> You know, um, yeah, we,
0: we didn't have to create a series to speak to these things. It it, hmm. it just came out of the text. Yeah,
3: yeah, absolutely.
0: But by, by the way, that uh, sermon we were referencing was uh, the two mountains in an unshakable kingdom. Yeah. Uh, Mount Sinai being that, that representation of, of, of law. Series. Oh yeah, it was incredible. Um, for sure. So that was uh, that was a huge point from from that particular message, and actually even um, just carried through even this final this. Kind of finale of the of the series, uh, being the idea that we're following Jesus outside the camp, mm-hmm. uh, that we're leaving the okay. city of man, um, and and following Jesus where he, we're going toward his reproach. Kind of, like Pastor Terry was saying earlier, um, we're, this is not a comfortable life. Yeah. Following Taking Jesus is yeah, yeah, following him exactly. And then ultimately, one day we're going to, even though now we're we're dwelling outside of the city of man, one day we'll dwell in the city of God and. Sorry. Um, such a beautiful picture. Um, but the second thing that so we talked about the doctrinal kind of emphasis of the whole book. But also, I think it's important that we, um, and, and I think we did do this um, quite heavily and and necessarily throughout the book was lean into the urgency of of the call to obedience and enduring faith. Um, and that was where I, I know that I heard the most from people who were responding to the messages in like some of these messages and because of the text, like were really intense on like. What are we doing or not doing in response to our belief in this big Jesus? Right. Um, so, actually, that's going to kind of bring us to these five warning sections that we mentioned um, and Pastor Chad listed in the, sermon, the the last sermon of the series. Um, but I want to kind of to, to read these out again, remind ourselves of these these primary sections, and I would encourage the listeners go back and read through these sections, uh, consider these, um, but this kind of urgent call to obedience and enduring faith was uh, littered throughout the book in specifically these five warning sections. So we have warning number one, which is Hebrews 2 1 through four, a warning against drifting from the gospel. Warning number two uh, was Hebrews 3 verse 7 through 4:13, a warning against hardening your hearts. Uh, warning number three was Hebrews chapter 5 verse 11 through 612, um, a warning against spiritual immaturity warning number 4 was Hebrews 10:19 through verse 39 a uh, warning against unrepentant sin and then number 5 Hebrews 12:14 through 29 uh, a warning to uh, of a warning against failing to pursue holiness so drifting from the gospel hardening our hearts spiritual immaturity unrepentant sin and failing to pursue holiness um, my question for us uh, kind of as we have wrapped up the series as we're hoping it's shaped us and, and shaping our church. Uh, which of these warnings do you think is most relevant for the church today? Um, so we can speak to uh, our church specifically and you know really get after name names and just say, well, so and so really needs to listen to that spiritual immature. No, Don't do that. Um, <laughs> but I want to think in the context. Obviously, this is the Highview Podcast, so let's kind of speak to our to our church and say, hey, I feel like this is a warning we really need to take into consideration. But also, uh, just for the the church. Of today, uh, the American church the, that we experience, obviously, there's a lot going on um, in in the church world right now um, yeah. across the world. But um, what would you guys say is the warning that you would hope? Um, obviously, all of them are important, but what's one that sticks out to you as like we really need to heed this in this moment right now?
2: Pursue holiness. Mm. I think I think that yeah. one kind of covers the base. A positive statement, yeah. In yeah. The warning section, um, but you know, uh, the failures pursue holiness. Yeah, um, means that you don't understand anything about God or Jesus' cross or coming. You know, mm. um, it's it's just uh, it's what He came to make it possible for us to do. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Is to pursue holiness. Yeah. uh, Now I, you know, I'm not a big advocate of uh, of uh, persnickety prudishness and and uh, and, uh, and things that that, um, holiness movements of yesteryear have tried to foster as holiness. Where, like, well. I don't drink. I don't chew. I don't hang around with those that do. Kind of stuff. Is, right. That's, uh, <laughs> there's a little more to it than that. Yeah, exactly. I heard they, that before. Yeah, really? I don't drink. I don't chew.
3: I don't oh, well, hang around it. with those that do.
2: Hang around with those yeah, that yeah, do. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Anyway, <laughs> it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know. It, you know. We. We. Uh, the tendency in the pursuit of holiness is just to reduce to something that we can attain and kind of wear as a badge. yeah and, uh, and it's much more than that right uh, right it, It'll involve that mm-hmm. it? you'll yeah, change your habits and vices or, or be erased and yeah and or at least you become painfully aware of them mm-hmm. in, 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 in your pursuit of holiness and then uh, but uh, you know like the fruit, our, when harkening back to our fruit of the Spirit uh, series, you know, when when the Spirit of God and the grace of the gospel addresses your temperament and mm. transforms that, yeah, uh, you are getting there in the game. Mm. You're, yeah. you're seriously advancing the ball if, uh, if a person without self-control can gain a modicum of self-control. Mm. You know, if a person yeah. uh, filled with rage can uh, become a man of peace. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's a good word. It's yeah.
3: yeah. true. It's great.
1: Yeah, when I look at the list, I, I definitely agree with Pastor Terry, um, you know, pursuing holiness. And it's, it's kind of challenging t- to answer at the same time because they, they all, you know, are kind of mingled together. Right. Um, and I can see how they're kind of like almost stair steps, you know, down, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, w- the one that, that jumped out to me um, was hardening heart. Yeah, um, you know, um, because I think our culture has a way of of hardening our heart to the Lord, and it and it it can be in the sense of what the you know the author of Hebrews is warning against this um, passive kind of growing comfortable with Christ. It doesn't feel like mm. we're we're hardening our heart. Yeah, it, it, we're just growing comfortable with Him. Yeah, and as we grow comfortable with Him, our hearts are slowly. Being hardened and and then that leads to us failing to pursue holiness a right. lot of times. You right. know, we, we get comfortable with the the culture around us and and uh, you know then you, uh, you know you can just see how these things stair step that yeah. leads to unrepentant sin and yeah. different things like that. But, um, you know, I, I think um, it's so important that our hearts be soft and open, um, aware of of who Christ is, what mm-hmm. He's done for us. Um, and the author of Hebrews is just going back again and again to that. I was yeah. just this morning in my devotion, just kind of thinking, um, how comfortable I am with the reality of being saved. Mm. Like, in other words, I've I've heard it a lot, um, yeah. I've I've set with it a lot, and mm-hmm. um, how comfortable I am with what Jesus has done for me. Yeah, you know, we we get that way with our families. You know, I'm I'm going to be very much not overwhelmed when I get home, and my house is somewhat in order i've I've learned to expect that but mm. someone like worked hard to make that reality happen and so um yeah. I, I think it's it's so important for us to constantly be guarding our heart what is it uh proverbs that tells us above all else guard your heart for out mm. of it flows the issues of life um you know, and that's why our weekly gathering, all of these things that are just heart checks yeah. that seem like they're repetitive, but they're reminding us, don't let your heart grow cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so important because all of these things flow out of our heart, our heart right. posture to who Christ is.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think there's a wrong answer. Certainly, yeah. I think either one Definitely. of those are um, those uh, responses are are appropriate and and i've just as as uh pastor josh and pastor terry were speaking there i was just thinking back on those passages that uh they were alluding to um i think for me i'll i'll, I'll choose a different one um but for a different reason not mm-hmm. not 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 that this warning um is um is more fierce than the other, but it speaks more explicitly to what's really at stake Mm. if we violate any of these warnings. And it's Hebrews 10. Mm. For if we go on sitting deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment Mm. and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. And that passage, um, that sermon, that week, I just remember all that vividly. And I remember being very, uh, uncomfortable, um, preaching that passage. It was a passage. The entire thing is, you know, (laughs) vengeance is mine. I will repay the Lord will judge his people. It's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. I mean, it, it was just a really intense, emotionally charged, viscerally Mm -hmm. like you know, affecting kind of passage in a lot of ways. And so I'll, I'll, I'll choose that one um, for, for the reason being I, it describes it not only warns, mm. but it describes in detail what, what will ultimately happen to those who violate these. Um, and, right. it, and it's, it's explicit. And mm-hmm. that was a very uncomfortable sermon. Uh, it was a, uh, the right and wrong fear. Yeah. Um, and it was a, it was a very uncomfortable sermon to preach it Was actually probably more uncomfortable to prepare. Mm. Um, and I remember just, uh, I remember really wrestling with that. And, uh, but also remember a lot of conversations uh, the, the week after that uh, probably as much or more than, than the new sermon that I've ever preached mm. uh, at this church. So,
0: yeah.
2: Well, the surest sign of taking the gospel for granted is just that, Somehow, or another, it's okay if I sin right. at least a little bit, or, right? Or um, indulge this at all, or God will indulge it. All mm. of this, and you know, there's there's nothing in the gospel that that conveys the idea that mm. uh, you know that sin is in any way, shape, form, or fashion okay. Right, right, and, right. And you know, and I pray God that uh, that you know it'll terrify us. Yeah, and, that, mm.
3: and and that was you know that was one of the main thrusts of that passage and and that sermon was the absence of the right kind of fear is a real problem. Mm.
2: Yeah, that,
3: that we're told you know like the whole uh, uh, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. That's just <laughs> idiotic. There's mm-hmm. lots of things to yeah. fear. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, that the presence of the fear of the Lord in our lives <clears throat> is actually meant to sanctify us. Yeah. It's, it's really important.
0: Yeah. Uh, one of the things I remember from the series is especially as it visits and kind of talks through how they were viewing or how the sacrificial system had been viewed uh, had become just an easy way they could drop off their lamb and, um, you know, kind of be covered. It became just a ritual, habitual. They just kind of went through the motions of it. And I think that particular warning is kind of saying like, hey, you don't get to just come and and re-crucify Jesus. Like either, you know, you're trusting in him or or you're not. And so like that That should, as Jesus often told people too, he would say, hey, you know, go and sin no more, pursue holiness. So it really is, I think Pastor Josh mentioned this earlier, it's hard to view these things as standalone warnings because they really do become a cycle uh, or as you said, like a stair step down. If you see yourself drifting from the gospel, more than likely you're going to end up in a a hardness of heart. And if you're hardening your heart, you're going to definitely find yourself in spiritual immaturity. Um, if you're in spiritual immaturity, you're probably going to have sins that you become okay with. And so, yeah, it really is hard to to view these as, as separate. Um, but I would say kind of the one that stuck out to me is um, is that idea of, of spiritual immaturity uh, because I think of, of basically what uh, the reason it, it connects to, to what Pastor Josh said, that um, the hardening of, your, of our hearts is so subtle that we don't realize we're going into spiritual immaturity. Uh, because you can actually still be doing the things that make you visibly spiritual. You can be going to church. You can be making the sacrifices, quote-unquote. You could be serving. You could be leading. But all the while, you really don't have all that high view of Jesus, and things begin to uh, silently and um, quietly spiral, and you end up in a place that you never really intended to be. Um, So really, this book is – is intensely uh, challenging, but it's really good. Uh, it's been really good, I think, for uh, for our church. Obviously, we've had some some incredible not just reviews of how great uh, obviously our preaching team is, but um, just for the fact that we are able and willing to um, to review these you know these things and like express these difficult messages through our preaching. Um, it's not something that happens a lot these days. Uh, I feel like a, a lot of preaching in um the public domain is very like let's encourage let's lift up let's try to be positive uh, sometimes like, nah. yeah we're like no nah. so, and sometimes <laughs> kidding. Uh, i true. mean sometimes scripture is just not positive sometimes it, it <laughs> cuts it, you know it, it not only builds up but it you know it also pierces uh, down to the marrow you know kind of thing like it's um Absolutely gets down to the intentions of your heart and that can be incredibly difficult and challenging to experience but like you, I, I think we mentioned in the in the sermon yesterday um it hurts us for our good right it it's intended like a um it's not like a sword in the you know hands of a madman just hacking to bits it's uh it's a scalpel scalpel cancer. yeah it's, it's a scalpel in the hands of a, a doctor the, the great physician who uh, who's able to heal through those wounds
3: I think that is a massive, massively yeah. important point. That yeah. it is a hard book, but the goal the goal of the book is, is extremely loving and mm-hmm. and, and yeah. uh, uh th- that uh, C. S. Lewis quote I used um if you look for truth you may yeah. find comfort in the end. If you look yeah, for comfort you'll get neither comfort nor truth. Only soft soap and wishful thinking to yeah. begin and in the end despair. You know, that's that's Hebrews. That's
2: this Lewis keeping it real. Yeah, yeah, there's
3: no. I mean, there because there is no soft soap and wishful thinking in the Book of Hebrews. No, you know it's, but it's at the end of the day, the goal of of the author of Hebrews is to, he he dearly loves these people. It's very clear, so. and he he uh, he's very concerned for them and and wants what's best for them.
1: And, yeah, and it overall is very encouraging. You know, even the parts that that are uncomfortable. It's like when you see a, a family, and and you know, there's a father and a mother who have disciplined their their mm-hmm. children well that's an encouraging reality yeah like the the moments of discipline for right. the child was uncomfortable and unpleasant but mm-hmm. what that brings about is an encouraging that's, situation yeah
0: of well it's yeah. hebrews 12 uh verse 6 which is the the lord disciplines the one he loves yeah. and every he chastises every son whom he receives so um i think that's what we that's what we got <laughs> from the book of hebrews and uh ultimately it was good i'm, I'm glad that we uh, you know well I don't know that we chose this book, you know, obviously, we believe God's sovereign and he, he's going to direct us toward, uh, the series that we need for the moment we need. Um, um, even, even for us, you know, like the things that we're, uh, you mentioned that in some of the sermons, like uh, as you're preaching through things, it's stuff that you're experiencing in life. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. Um, so happens
1: all the time. God's sovereign and Chad's responsible for that <laughs> <right>. <laughs> that's it. It's your fault. That it's we- yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, so with
0: that being said, uh, if you haven't listened to some of the messages or maybe you, you know, missed out on, um, you know, a large portion of the, the Hebrew series, go check it out. Obviously all of our sermons are available on, uh, TV slash sermons. You can find, uh, that series, but also other preaching series we've done, um, and so, yeah, hopefully that's an encouragement to you in a way that you can engage with uh, our our sermons and stay connected into the church. Um, but I want to also, as we wrap up here, give a little teaser of what's coming up. So we've already decided what our next book.
1: Song of Solomon, yay. <laughs> Pastor Terry will be leading us through that. Yeah, yes. it's a,
0: that's going to definitely be a very touching series.
1: Oh, oh, hey. oh hey.
0: There we go. <laughs> wait, hold on got I get the, Oh no, wait, wait. Oh no. I'm, this is terrible. There it, it is. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's not terrible. Wait, no, this is more like it. <laughs> 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 oh goodness. Um, so next week, uh, on what it was October, which who can believe it's October already? Oh, my it's goodness. about to be November. Oh man. man. So this Sunday we're going to have uh, pastor. Josh is going to be preaching for us. Um, Kind of a standalone message, and then we're going to start our next book series, which is Pastor Chad,
3: the Book of Daniel.
0: Daniel, Ooh. Book of Daniel. We're jumping back to the Old Testament. We want to Do something easy. Yeah, since we came it's out just of a Hebrews. softball. Yeah. I mean, Hebrews yeah.
3: wasn't a beast but, enough. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to do something different. No, um, it's uh, again. I, I feel like a couple things, but you know one, I just feel like it's a it's a book for our time. Mm. Um Christians are gonna have to learn how to live in Babylon. Like mm. we, we're gonna have to figure that part out. Yeah. Um and I of course uh Daniel is is um one of the great biblical examples of, of living faithfully in a mm. pagan culture. Yeah. Um and uh and not only just living, but actually thriving at at times, uh, having a, a, a lot of influence and so on and so forth. But, but also the book is, um, I think going to surprise people how much, uh, Christ is in the book, the book, the, the hero of the book of Daniel is not Daniel, it's, Mm. it's Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so I think we'll see that, but also, um, it's a really unique book in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Half the book is um historical mm-hmm. from the historical genre, uh recounting very famous Bible story yeah, yeah. scenes, you know, so many people have heard. Uh and then the back half, the last half of Daniel is prophecy yeah. and apocalyptic literature and is extremely, extremely challenging stuff. Mm. Um, so it'll be a very, uh, interesting series, uh, I think. And, uh, I've been, um, uh, it gets hard towards the end of books for me when I'm, in you know, the last, uh, couple months of a book we're doing, uh, because I've, I've started to shift my attention to the next book periodically and, mm-hmm. in, in yeah. various, you know, and start reading and different things. And, um, and, uh, and so I actually started on Daniel in, I actually started Daniel early. I started uh, in June, uh, mm. on, on reading books from about Daniel and from Daniel and yeah. stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of cool stuff coming. I think it's going to be a really, uh, encouraging and helpful series, uh, for us. And, and it was going to be very different for us as a church. We've actually never... In our almost nine years as a church, we have never preached a prophetic book Mm -hmm. cover to cover, at least. And we've definitely referenced them, but
0: yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. Um, I enjoy that we kind of go back and forth and and cover not not only New Testament books, but Old Testament books and kind of uh, hit those things that probably, you know, most churches aren't going to go choose to like jump in to talk about what, what do those four beasts mean? You know, like what's the, yeah? you know,
3: well, and, and this book, obviously, unlike Hebrews, where we were dealing with smaller sections, when you get into historical, mm-hmm. uh, you're dealing with larger sections. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, the book will move a lot faster than Hebrews actually. Um, uh, even though the, there's, you know, uh, roughly the same mm-hmm. amount of chapters, for example, yeah. uh, it'll be, you know, about half or a little more than half of the the length of yeah. the book of Hebrews. So cool. It, it should be good. Should be well, fun.
0: everyone go ahead and buy the guide to the Daniel fast. Uh, we're going <laughs> to start that. Is uh, it not? <laughs>
2: is is it it Daniel fast?
0: I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, wait. I got oh, the, uh, Hey, oh, oh, yeah there it uh. is! oh my goodness um well guys any any last minute kind of thoughts as we're wrapping up obviously we're excited about the future as we're uh, finished the book of hebrews gonna be starting the book of daniel soon uh any final thoughts about uh book of hebrews final encouragements you want anybody to bring you your parchments <laughs> like the <an> author <laughs>
3: hebrews says yeah that's um true. great great book yeah
1: I'd encourage anyone that's just looking for a church that may be hearing this, come and join us. It's one thing to listen to these sermons online. I think mm. there can be some help, but man, it has been really incredible to be a part of the body and to watch how these books kind of get into the, you know, the church. So, yeah. so come and join us uh, for the book of Daniel. Amen.
0: Excellent. Uh, well, once again, we're glad to be back with uh, the High View podcast. Uh, if you do enjoy these episodes, let us know that. Um, obviously, s- several of you have, so we're glad to be back. Give us a nice rating and a review, five stars if you can. Uh, find us on your favorite podcast catcher, and uh, stop coming at us with uh, torches and pitchforks. We promise we're back. We're going to keep this going. So uh, we're glad to be here. Glad that you're here with us as well. And we'll see you in the next one.